Welcome to the first episode of Top 10 Reasons Why. Now, I'll be your host, BK Spades, and I hope you enjoy the show enough to come back for episode two. And I know this is a little early for me to be saying that in this, but, you know, wishful thinking. I'm getting it out, knocking out the hustle, trying to iron out some things. So, what are we doing on this podcast? Obviously, it's a top tens list. Um, We'll be talking about different subjects and putting them in top tens where we elaborate a little bit. Um, Maybe we learn something. We have some fun. Um, Make some terrible dad jokes along the way. (laughs) I hope they're not dad jokes. Or or I hope they're not terrible jokes. They're probably going to be dad jokes. But dad jokes doesn't have to be terrible. Anyway, um, we're going to count down from 10, obviously, to 1. And different things about the subjects we choose. So, like I said, today is the top 10 reasons why you are untatable. So let's kick it right off into the number 10 spot. You are too clingy. Listen, if you're sending out DMs and text messages and you're expecting calls and text messages right back, or you get upset when your significant other is out with their friends and not out with you, and you're checking your your spouse's Instagram every five minutes, you know, those type of things. Showing up to spots that they hang out in, that you know they hang out in. That's stalkerish behavior, man. You're clingy. You're clingy. You, you might need to step back. My solution for that is for you to focus on yourself a little bit more. You are 50% of this relationship. You should trust your partner enough to go out, enjoy themselves, and have respect for you. Not everybody's out here cheating, and not everybody's out here giving away your hugs and your kisses and your love. You should slow down, calm down, and just appreciate the time you have in your relationship. Because sometimes relationships are not always gonna be there forever. Some relationships are short, some are long, some never reach marriage. Some of you don't even want marriage, but you want that significant other that's going to be there long term. You want to push him away? Do some of those clingy behaviors. That would be the quickest way to get rid of your relationship. All right, moving on. Number nine, you may be desperate. You know, when you try too hard in a relationship, it's like, I'm giving up myself to make sure that I put all my perfection into you. That's dangerous behavior as well. You put your feelings on social networks, like, yeah, I'm in love with this person that I just met five minutes ago. You're talking weddings and kids early on. I mean, on date two, you're talking about, hey, we gonna be married with kids, five kids, seven dogs, a white picket fence. You just met this person, you went on one blind date and then you made it to date two and you can't believe you're there. You gotta act like you've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Slow down and, and smell those flowers a little bit. 
it's, it's almost like you're being too clingy. It's almost it's like clinginess and desperality goes hand in hand. So you really have to be careful with how you deal with things and how you show your love because it could come off real creepy like and then you push your partner away. Number eight, you're a narcissist. You want constant admiration. You think you're the definition of perfection in everything. Well, truth bomb here, you're not. Profession in self-profession is impossible. Like, there's always going to be something about you that's not perfect. And in turn, it's our imperfections that makes us perfect. So keep that in mind. My advice is let others bring those compliments when you accomplish something. Um, Or when you want to... Let others brag about you. Let them say, hey, you look good. Let them say you dress nice. Let them say you smell nice. Don't come into the date like, yeah, I look good. I smell good. I talk good. Don't do that. Because, again, there's a reason you're probably undateable. Your narcissism is always on display. And it turns people off. I don't know too many people that like to be around narcissists. Number seven, you talk about your ex too much. No one wants to know about your ex. (laughs) Talking about your ex too much, you could come off as if you haven't gotten over that person. Yeah, your ex is, is, was, was great or bad, whatever. It doesn't matter. Now, if you're asked about your ex, you know, answer the question to a point where it's like satisfactory to the other person. So if your date says, so, you you know, you were in a relationship before me. Uh, How was your ex to you personally? You know, hey, they we had a pretty good relationship. We hung out. We watch Netflix, whatever. That's about the extent. Like, I don't need to know that you and your ex had great sex. These are facts I'm giving you. I don't need to know that. Like, now I'm blushing. And, and I'm kind of upset. Like, dang. You giving me all the information about your ex. And I'm like, can I live up to that? Am I enough? So... Be careful with how much information you give. Give just enough information to satisfy the question. And then move on. Don't even bring it back up. If they ask you another question, fine, answer it. But I wouldn't dwell on that too much. Number six, you are always late to dates. This one is self-explanatory. I don't think I have to go too far into this. But just in case you don't understand, let me say it. No one likes to have to wait. Even if it's just a few minutes, it's awkward. In fact, if you can, be a few minutes early. 
I don't think we really have to go this deep into being late. Who likes people that are late? No one. Let's move on. Number five. Stop talking about yourself all the time. Listen, I am sure you're interesting. But try to keep your self-facts short and sweet. Give enough information to be engaged, but not to alienate your date. Number four, you are not confident. If you aren't confident in yourself, who else would be? There's no reason not to be confident in yourself. You are amazing. You are you. Being you is enough. Never forget that. Moving on to number three. Your hygiene is a little off. A little off. Just a little bit. Again, this is one I feel like I don't really have to explain. But let's just say, always look and smell your best. Right? Number two, you just choose people that aren't for you. Okay, this one might get a little complicated, I don't think, but let's see. We all have a type, okay? Those are facts. But sometimes that type doesn't mesh well with you. If that makes sense, like, hmm. How can I explain this without angering anybody? If you're always dating your type and you're getting the same results, results, you should step outside your comfort zone. Try something new, you know? Maybe try something else. There are different flavors in the ocean. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. But you know what I'm trying to say. They're, there are different fish out there and all these fish have different designs and different personalities and different traits. You should step outside your comfort zone and try another fish, all right? That was the dumbest analogy I could have probably came up with. But listen, I, what I'm trying to say is we are not all cut from the same cloth, okay? There, I, I get that, but there are many different types of people out there in the world and you should definitely try different type of people, especially if the same type of person you keep finding is not working for you. Number one, communication skills are poor. That's right, I'ma say it. We all communicate in different ways. We all have different love languages, different quirks, um, different signs, different things we react to. Those are all facts. But sometimes coming out and saying things is important too. So telling someone you love them or you're angry or you're hurt is just as important as buying a gift or giving a hug. If you just sit in the dark angry and not telling your partner why, they won't know that you're angry. Sometimes, uh, let's talk about it from a male point of view since I'm a male. Sometimes we see you're angry 
And our ego is like, I ain't saying nothing. Sometimes we don't know you're angry. We just see how you put that plate down in front of us <laughs> at dinner time and then walk away from us. Or we see you go into another room and then we're like, nah, not today, not right now, I'll deal with it later. And now you're up in your room and you're mad because we didn't follow you to your room because we either didn't know you were angry or we were just like, maybe she need her space. If those things bother you, if lingering things bother you, you, you have to say, hey, I'm angry. Hey, I'm upset. Hey, I need this from you right now. Sometimes just letting us know makes things easier for us. And we'll come out and say, okay, my baby need a hug today. Let me give my baby a hug. Okay, my baby want to talk. Let me talk to her. Don't expect us to know everything, okay? It's not fair. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to you. At least from the personal standpoints. Opening up and saying things is a lot better than letting things linger in silence. Because silence is a relationship killer. Remember that. So, thank you. You've made it through an episode. This is this is awesome. This is great. That means you enjoyed my show enough to actually finish it. And I appreciate that. So, I'm not going to hold you long. I just want you to remember one thing. Always be positive and never let anybody tell you no. And I'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening.